Okay. Well, welcome to the Girl Gang Podcast, you guys. Today we have Cynthia McAllister on the show. And I'm so excited because uh, we've become friends over the last several months and she's a part of the Dallas Girl Gang. And so, hi, Cynthia. How are you? Hi. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? How are you doing? Um, <laughs> thank you for taking time and um, waiting on me and being so flexible. I love doing this show and I really am excited to have you on the show. So yeah, tell us really quick. I was super hyped who, when you asked me. Yes. Tell us really quick who is Symphony? Okay. <laughs> There's like many layers to Symphony, like an onion, if you will. Let's peel back those. I like to think his mother. <laughs> okay, so I am Symphony McAllister. Um, I'm married to my high school sweetheart. We've been together for almost nine years, almost married for three. Mm-hmm. And we have, like, I feel like it's a million pets. It's really only three, but like, we have a dog that's giant, and I feel like she's equivalent to <laughs> three dogs yeah. herself. <laughs> so we have two dogs, a basset hound and a mastiff, and then we have an exotic short hair cat. Mm-hmm. So we kind of have a full house <laughs> and I'm also a health and fitness coach. Awesome. I love it so much. So I want to talk about health and fitness. I want to talk about being a businesswoman. And then I think you talk a lot about community and you're also very authentic. So first of all, I want, Thank you. I usually do this at the end, but where can everybody find you on Instagram? Because I love your stories and I think everybody is so, like, everybody's very entertained by them. Um, so to give us your Insta handle. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into the shit show. <laughs> Literally. I never know what the day is going to be like. So I'm glad that you're like along for the ride. <laughs> um, so my Instagram handle is just my first name. It's C I N T H A N I E. Like, I promise you, I'm the only Symphony on Instagram I have looked. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Um, okay, well, let's dive in. Tell us, you you said you were a fitness coach. Uh-huh. What does that mean? I think a lot of people probably hear fitness coach and can probably think a lot of different things of what that can mean. So tell us about that. Yeah. And I want to know, like, why fitness, why coaching and kind of what brought you to this path? Yeah, of course. So I, like I said, I'm an online health and fitness coach. I am partnered with a company called Beachbody. So I coach Peter their program. And that only came about because I was, I personally got results from the program. So I like was not, I have not always been super passionate about health and fitness like it was not my thing <laughs> um it wasn't until I really like realized I needed it in my life um that I started to fall in love with it so for loss and I really learned just how moving my body and nourishing my body made me feel like the weight loss was cool like you feel a little bit better like you don't feel like you're doing something productive like mm-hmm. I, that definitely was cool but like it was more so the mental gain that I got mm-hmm. than it really was like losing the weight. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just, I felt better because I was taking better care of myself. And I realized how many other people have not yet experienced that themselves either. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where like the passion of helping people with their health and fitness is because I wanted, I felt better. And I knew that like, if I felt better, there's gotta be so many other people that also deserve to feel better and haven't found a way to do that yet. You know? Right. So, um, that's kind of where like my love of it came from. 
like I am not passionate about cardio. Like I do not love to do it. It's, the, it's like the, the mental and emotional benefit that comes from it more so than it even is like the physical result. Yeah. I love it. That's awesome. So how did you find Beachbody? How did you get there? Yeah. Okay. So I, like I said, I'm married to my high school sweetheart. So my husband and I have been together since we were 17 and 18, like back when the dinosaurs walked the earth. (laughs) It feels like it's been forever. (laughs) And um, just after high school, we moved from Dallas to Seattle, Washington. And we were like, that's going to be our dream life. We're going to live there forever. And it so was not what we thought it was going to be. It was Mm -hmm. very tough. And I had turned to like emotional eating. I ate yes. all the time. I would come home from my job and cry my eyes out because like it was just such a horrible environment. And so, and he was always working. We had opposite schedules. We literally had three days off together the entire year that we lived there. Mm. So it was just like a lot of change at once. And I absolutely turned to food. And so I just, I ate my feelings. That was my comfort and like kind of just like my protective layer, if you will. Mm-hmm. So after about a year of living there, I told him, I was like, I cannot do this. Like I'm miserable here. I want to move back to Texas. If you want to come with me, you can. If you want to stay here, you can. And he was very smart and came with me. <laughs> 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 Thankful that he did. <laughs> so we moved back to Texas. And at that time, like I just came back feeling so defeated because we had gone there planning that to be like our dream place to live. And it didn't work out. The job that I was in was horrible. And I came back like 20 pounds heavier. And so I just felt so defeated when we moved back Mm -hmm. to Dallas. And so um, his mom was actually a Beachbody coach herself. And I saw like all the results that she was helping women get online and stuff like that. And I I kind of found it as like a way one that I felt like I could connect with her Mm -hmm. um, and like put forth an effort to kind of like have a more of a relationship with her as my boyfriend's mom at the time Mm -hmm. and also just because like I just was honestly grasping at straws at that point like I just I wanted something to work you needed something and so yes and like we when we moved back to Dallas he actually moved in with his parents for a couple months until we like found a home that we were gonna buy and so I was like I'm gonna be living with the woman like I need to connect with her and I need to lose weight and that's like her jam So I started using the programs and like I said, I started to feel better. Like it wasn't the instant results. It was like, I was starting to feel better every day. Like after a workout, it was like therapy for me. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I was kind of like getting myself back because I right. felt very like this place and just not when we moved back. So it kind of made me feel like I was getting me back. And then, um, like I said, I just, I fell in love with the idea of the like, if this can make me feel better, I can't imagine how many other people like haven't found this yet that can make them feel better too. Mm. So that's when I started coaching and I was awful at it for like the first two years. It was so bad. Like sometimes every once in a while when I'm feeling brave, I will post a throwback of like my marketing and stuff from from five years ago. And it is so cringy. I want to see. (laughs) I'll dig. I'll do some digging and I'll share some of my stories. Um, Sometimes today or tomorrow so you can see. It's just so funny because like I had no idea what I was doing but I'm still like sometimes still don't know who's driving the crazy train but it's just more so about I think like showing up and kind of like you said just like being authentic because I think Mm -hmm. that that's what allows people health and fitness is scary like that's a vulnerable thing for so many people to admit that it's something that they need help with because that's kind of a really defining thing for a lot of people whether we want to admit it or not like image is a big part of 
you know, how we live our lives. And also like health and fitness is also our quality of life, not just how we look, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I think that it's, like I said, a really vulnerable process for people to go through to not only admit that they want to make changes, but also admit that they want help doing it. So I try to connect pe- with people just by being me and being authentic so that they feel like I'm approachable and that I'm really going to be like in their corner. Cause I want to be a human connecting with them, not just somebody that's like telling them what to do. Like I want to go through with them and help mm-hmm. them the best way that I can just off of my own experience, you know, cause I think mm-hmm. that's the most important thing is like that connection is what keeps people going. Yeah. So I am a big fan of network marketing, direct sales. Cause I was in it for four and a half years, I guess. Um, I did not know this. Yeah, I know. What the heck? (laughs) Oh my God. Um, So I did Rodan and Fields for about four and a half years. Loved it. Actually didn't do terrible. Like it actually funded the early days of Dallas Girl Gang. And then then as I like realized the Dallas Girl Gang was something, I started my own company and I was like, I don't. Rodan and Fields wasn't like a thing that I wanted to do anymore and which is fine like served a good purpose so I'm a huge fan of like doing things and making your money and uh, so for you were you like nervous about that because obviously there's a lot of different thoughts or um, skepticism or whatever so were you thinking about that at all or whatever so I actually was that is so funny I mean yeah, I did not know you did that, but I love it. Like, I Here love that part of your story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I actually, like, my dad worked the corporate side of MLMs all of, not all of me growing up, but a large portion of me growing oh, up. Oh, cool. I'm like, I feel like I had, I was like, I am never going to do MLMs. Because I just felt like he always, like, had some kind of, like, drama at work or something like that. Oh, but yeah. it was always on the corporate side, you know? So I have, I like soar up and down. I was like, I'm never going to do that crap. Like I'm not doing that. But then like I, when I found, like I said, like that, I didn't really have the intentions of like, I don't know. I, I want to say that I was more so with the intentions to just like get my results and get out. <laughs> to right. be honest. And so I don't know, but I just, I fell in love. I felt, I fell in love with like the business model of it. And like, honestly, like I said, for the first two years, I was so cringy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Still am sometimes like always a student. But I think that like the idea of being a business owner is really trendy right now, especially like more and more, which I think is really great. Like I'm all for it. But also I had so much fear about like operating my own business because I wasn't a super great student. I like long story short, actually didn't graduate high school until I was 20 years old. Like I had to go, I ditched out of school for a couple years, like then decided I wanted to go back and make things right. So I went online, got my diploma at 20. Love <laughs> so it. Like I wasn't, I wasn't on track. Like if you would say to be a business owner anytime soon, like it's like by the book, if you were to like look at my life pattern, like I was not, <laughs> homegirl was not made to be <laughs> Um, or at least I didn't like feel like I was, you know, yeah. but at the same time, because I didn't love being a student in a classroom, but being a student more of like experiences and stuff, I felt like it was the perfect, op- like now that I can see it, it's the perfect opportunity for me or somebody like me because I didn't go to college because I didn't even show up in high school. How would, like, why would I pay money to go to more school than I like pay for more school than I know I'm not going to go to, you know? 
So um, I feel like it was a really great actually opportunity for me to be able to establish myself and learn business tactics and stuff like that and not have it be um, otherwise I just I kind of felt like I was doomed like I would say doomed to just work for somebody else forever else because I didn't go to school and so I didn't feel like I had some kind of a trade that I was going to be able to like do to you know operate my own business or work for myself so Mm -hmm. Honestly, like MLM was the perfect thing for me and it's really allowed me to thrive. And I think so many people have really negative like stigma around MLM. Sure. But at the same time, like I said, I think that a lot of people judge what they don't understand. And so like, I love when people are like, oh, you do MLM. I'm like, hell yeah, I do MLM, girl. Like, have you done it? Because if you haven't, you like at least need to give it a shot. So I'm passionate about the business side of it just as much as I am the fitness side. Because like I said, for me, like it was a perfect fit because I didn't feel like there was any other way that I could be a business owner, even though like, I feel like I had the entrepreneur spirit always because I just kind of have this, I have a war path. Like I just, <laughs> that's always kind of been how I operate. But so this was like the perfect, I think fit for me and has obviously allowed to like open other doors for me as well. So I don't think that MLM was like the end all be all, but it's a great vehicle. Just like for you, like you did Rodan Fields and like that started to fund Dallas Girl Gang, which is like your own brand now. So I think it's such a great vehicle, like such a good vehicle. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm totally a proponent of it. And I think where people probably get their negative taste is bad examples and because there are yeah. plenty of companies out there <laughs> just like so taking their money yeah. and like yeah you know, taking advantage yeah. of vulnerable people, vulnerable people and blah 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 yeah. so I definitely understand and I get it and that's what I really tried to do when I was doing Rotana Fields was approach people like you said in, in an authentic way in a way yeah. that was more hey I just like being my own business owner I liked leading other women and and I, mm-hmm. I mean, now in hindsight, I liked cultivating the community with women and, yes. and that, yeah. and that was the whole yeah. thing. And so, um, now that you're a business owner and have been for several years, you know, how do you feel, you know, have you found, you know, that community of people? I think you talk about those things quite a bit. And like you said, being a business owner sounds super trendy right now, mm-hmm. but it is a lot of hard work. So just tell us kind I of a think, little bit about that. Yeah. So I think people really love to see like the sexy side of being a business owner, which is like where you can say you're a CEO and you know, like the whole like girl boss, like you can say you run a business, like, which is all super cool. But like people don't realize how much unsexy shit that you have to do behind the scenes that like you're never going to see on Instagram. Like sometimes I will legit take a time lapse of me working and post it on my stories just to remind people like, this is the work. Like me talking to you on my stories is not the work. Like that's marketing. Like the work is all behind the scenes. Like I still have to hustle and like have a schedule of things that I do just like anybody else. So I think that people really love like the sexy, like I said, the sexy idea of like being a business owner and being in charge of your own schedule and stuff. But they're like, the only the strong will survive <laughs> because not a lot of people are actually willing exactly. to do the work, you know, and, and that's with anything though. But I think like community, obviously community is what connected you and I, because yeah. you have a community <laughs> and, um, but community is such a huge part of my business. Cause like I said, for me, like it was that connection. And I even wrote a post about this not too long ago on my Instagram talking about the fact that like 
my health um, and my quality of life because of my health didn't change when I bought a Fitbit. It didn't change when I bought Lulu tights. Like it didn't change <laughs> when I got a gym membership. It changed when I found a community that kept mm-hmm. me accountable and supported me and made me feel like it would be okay to go through my process and that I, like it is totally okay to not have it all figured out, but you're mm-hmm. going to be supported while you do, you know? And so that was the absolute difference for me in my health and fitness. And I know that's ex- like legit what my business thrives off of and community can be the greatest thing and also the worst thing because if your community turns on you <laughs> that <laughs> is horrible I'm like it's happened a time or two because seasons change and like people do as well and so um I think like you know the whole who wrote the book entrepreneur roller coaster I don't remember who wrote it but, like that's it's just like so true in the sense that like, you have to ride the wave and there are really good waves and there are really shitty waves Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just like part of the resilience of being, you know, a business owner or being able to have like the sexy parts of being a business owner, like right. I said, your schedule and stuff like that does not come without work. And I think a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that it's going to be easier to work for themselves than somebody else. When in reality, like you have to work 10 times harder for yourself than you would have mm-hmm. for somebody else in order to make it all work. So I hate apple cider vinegar. I think it's disgusting. The only time I've ever liked it is when my mom makes this pulled pork recipe and you have to use apple cider vinegar, but it's disgusting otherwise. You're supposed to take it. It's supposed to be really good for you just in your overall health. And so I was like, well, you know what? I've got to step up my game. And so about a year ago, my um, husband's stepmother said, why don't you just try it in a pill or a capsule? And I was like, that's a great idea because I'm not drinking this other crap. So ordered some on Amazon. Even those, they have a smell. Like when you open the bottle, it still stinks. And I'm just like, ugh. And then when you take it and then just like a fish oil pill or something, the after burps are disgusting. So I was hanging out at my mom's house over the break or something from Thanksgiving or whatever. And I tried Goli, G-O-L-I, that's what it's called. And I'd seen it on Ellen DeGeneres and um, I was like, I doubt it actually tastes good. And it's little gummy vitamins or it looks like a gummy vitamin. And so I tried it and like that was it. I was like, this actually tastes like just apple and no vinegar. Um, so that was it. I was like, okay, this is what I'm taking from now on. Um, and so here is the coolest part. Now you can try it with the code Amanda's in Dallas. That's my Instagram handle name. So all one word, Amanda's in Dallas, all lowercase at checkout and get 5% off. You guys, it is such a lifesaver. Our next sponsor is Sunday Scaries. You guys, you know them now. You love them. Sunday Scaries CBD. That's their Instagram handle. You need to go check it out because 
first of all, they educate you on what they offer, but their memes and their quotes and their content is so funny and engaging. So let it spice up your day. Um, I, I was debating sharing this, but, um, I'm want to be open and honest with you guys. So I take, uh, anxiety and depression medication, which a lot of people do. And so if that's something side note that you're like, Oh, I don't want to tell people that. Well, I'm like, who cares? I love my medicine. It helps. And I'm probably not going to change it unless I need to. Um, but I ran out, I've got to go to the doctor and get a refill. And I was stressed because I was like, well, I don't want to go just like off cold Turkey, you know, and it's not like it's this high dose. Anyway, I'm taking care of myself and I know that this week I have a lot of deadlines coming up, a lot of stuff to get done before the holidays, um, big plans for 2020, lots of work to do so that I can enjoy time with my family and Zach's family over the break and be able to at least relax a little bit, but still got a lot of shit to do now. So I love being able to take a half or a whole little gummy bear of this of the Sunday Scary CBD gummy bears because it really helps me just chill out. So you can try it and grab a bottle of them. And y'all, they actually taste like gummy bears, so they don't have like you don't bite in and you're like, oh my gosh, this is gross. It actually tastes like a gummy bear. You can try it. Go to Sundayscaries.com and enter promo code Fearless15 for 15% off your order. So for example, let's say you grab a bottle of their gummy bears. It's 20, 30 bucks or something. That's going to save you two, three, four dollars, which is awesome. Basically helping cover taxes, maybe a little shipping. So, and we all know that paying for shipping is the worst. So sundayscaries.com slash, nope, not slash, enter the code fearless15 for 15% off. If you are struggling in any form or fashion, again, huge advocate for BetterHelp. Not only do we have a partnership with them, but I'm personally using their counseling services myself um, for the last several weeks. And it's just been a really uh, beginning of a transformational process. Um, I literally dumped on my therapist like, hey, I want to go over this, 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 and this and give her a list of like seven things. And she was like, okay, let's tackle this one first. Like, what do we need to do? And here's what I think. And, you know, not only listening to me and talking to me, but relating to me and giving me resources. So it's been incredible. Um, There's no shame in asking for help. So betterhelp.com slash girlgang. We will catch you guys next week. And if you're like me and going back to work, maybe you're already back to work. You've got this. 2020 is our year. This is starting a new decade. So look out with those fresh eyes.
a hundred percent. That's, and that's so important. I think everybody's got to have people that are supporting, that are supporting yeah. you and that you can go to. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have a couple more questions that I just was thinking of. There are a lot of things I think that have changed for the better for women recently, but really it's something that I focus on, especially since working with my mentor, Dr. Courtney Baker, her, so she did her dissertation and her research on women and she found a lot of the times it's women trying to limit each other. And, mm-hmm. and she would say it's so much better than I'm saying it right now, but that was what she found. And so she did all this research and now she mentors women and, and helps them, you know, not even shatter the glass ceiling, quote unquote, but like create something where there is no glass ceiling. And so two, two questions, what do you think women are doing really well right now, whether it's just in the world or in female empowerment spaces or, or whatever. And then what do you wish we would just quit doing as, as women? Mm -hmm. Okay. So the first one, what I love that women are starting to do is they're starting to ask questions. Mm. They're starting to question the way things are being done because I think it's obviously like, we always say like society does this, society does that. But we forget that like we make up society, like we are society. (laughs) So like if we want society, need to operate differently like we need to do something about that you know Mm -hmm. so I love that women are starting to ask questions and ask you know speak up about the way society operates or how we as women operate and the fact that like it's even a conversation now because I really think that it was just kind of like a stay quiet struggle alone figure your shit out by yourself for so long like culture like I know like you know watching my mom when I was growing up and stuff like that I really feel like that was like the culture for Mm. women at that time. And so the fact that we are starting to ask questions, I think is huge. Like I love that all for it. Um, And then the other one was, what was, what what do you wish we would stop doing more? We would stop. Oh, what I, oh, I wish women would stop carrying so much weight between their ears. And this is kind of one of the first things that I work on. (laughs) This is kind of one of the first things that I work on with my clients is, I always tell them, because most of them come to me with a weight loss goal. You know, they want to lose weight, which is such a, and all for that, I have the resources to help you. But I always try to let them know that like, you have to understand that this isn't going to be a physical journey. It's a mental one. And I have to help you lose the weight between your ears first before we can do anything else. And what I mean when I say that is like the limiting beliefs and like the shame culture that we have inside our own heads. Even today, I was listening to a book by Brene Brown called The Power of Vulnerability. So good. Love Audible. You need to get it. But she talks about like shame culture and all that key topic. Like no one wants to talk about it, but because nobody wants to talk about it, it's so prevalent. And so um, just really taking like shame out of our heads and those limiting beliefs that we place on ourselves because we carry that around. And the more that we carry that around and wear it like an accessory, the more we believe it's reality. And so being able to like unpack those limiting feelings, beliefs, shame culture that we have inside our own heads, like if we could do that, I think that it, that is such a huge change in your quality of life and the way that you operate, the way that you view yourself and others. Like I just know for me on the days that I unpack those limiting beliefs, 
I am so much more gracious to my husband, to my dog, like to my clients, my friends, family, strangers. Like I'm a better person when I make mm-hmm. sure that I take that weight off of my, like right here in between my ears. Like I said, it's just like, that's where we carry so much unnecessary mental and emotional weight that I just wish we would unpack so much like sooner and be more aware of that and like more consistent with doing that. Cause I think sometimes like people will have the realization and they'll do it, but then like they only do it once and they don't think that it's something that they need to continuously do or like make a priority. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're so right. And I think one thing that we talk about, about a lot, especially in the last few months is mental health. What are you doing to take care of your brain? You know, we say self-care, but it's not just going to get your nails done. I'm a little tired of that. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, girl. <laughs> you know, so literally yesterday I went to get my nails done. I hadn't in a while yeah. and I knew I was, I was like speaking at something today. I was like, I should probably not walk in with like hobo toes and fingers. And so I went and I like took a little Instagram pic and I was going to put a, like a GIF in there or mm-hmm. like a sticker and I almost picked the one that said self-care and I was like, Mm. yeah, I'm like taking some time for myself, but I'm not like this is, I'm spending money. I am, you know, doing something that for me is like kind of something on my to-do list. So yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to do that anyway, but yeah, I think that that's, that's awesome. Is there anything that you do specifically that like really helps you, whether it's like, I don't know, meditation or therapy or talking to your husband or, or whatever yeah um lucky for hus- my husband well I mean I do talk his ear off still but <laughs> like which is great to have someone you know but that's not really always where I find my peace but kind of what you were just to piggyback off of what you were saying for a second I definitely think that a lot of people mistake self-maintenance for self-care like mm-hmm. self-maintenance as in we're going to get our nails done. We're going to get our hair done. We're going to buy a new outfit. Like those are things that we kind of do to like maintain ourselves. But I think self-care, like when you care for someone else, it means that you are willing to do some of, you know, the work that goes mm-hmm. into caring for them, not taking care of them, but caring for them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we kind of like get that skewed and apply to ourselves that like self-maintenance is self-care. When really self-care, I think is again, like I said, unpacking the like not so fun stuff that we carry around and don't even realize it. Like doing yeah. the work on the inside. And I definitely think that like for somebody that is taking their first steps to like even understand what it means to like care for themselves and stuff, go get your nails done, girl. Like sure. if that is the first step to like understanding you are worth maintaining and caring for, do it. Like I'm yeah. totally there for that, you know. So, but I think a lot of times, like I said, a lot of women try to tell themselves that they're doing self-care when they're just doing self-maintenance and really self-care is like the unfun work that you need to do on yourself. So for me, what gives me the most peace, and I'll be, like I said earlier, um, honestly, exercise is therapy for me. Like that is my church. That's where I deal with my shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) like in my workouts. Um, And I, for me, I'm really intentional with my morning. My mornings are everything for me because how I start my day is kind of like how my day goes like if I start my day really shitty like it is so much more difficult not impossible but difficult for me to like change things around and like try to like switch my perspective you know and so for me I'm really intentional with my mornings um I have a morning routine 
And I actually, so I have a podcast of my own and we've done mm-hmm. an episode on it that like goes into super detail about it. It's called as real as it gets shameless plug, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, in my morning routines, I always take an hour first thing in the morning to myself. Like I don't wake up my husband. I don't wake up my dogs, <laughs> literally sneak out of my bedroom and take that morning or that hour to, and it used to only just be five minutes before everybody else. And then it was 10 minutes. Like I've, it's, I've grown into this routine of being mm-hmm. able to have an actual full hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and I start with a glass of water every day, just because I think it's important <laughs> and it kind of wakes me up. And I just really take time to just kind of like figure out how I feel that morning, like where I'm kind of where my emotions are at and stuff like that. When I get up and start my day and kind of get myself in check to see like, if there's something that I need to work through during my workout or, you know, what my energy is like, so that when I go into my workout, I kind of know like what I'm going to be dealing with or like working on mentally and emotionally as I move my body. Um, and so I always, like I said, I take that hour for myself and then I immediately work out. Like working out is the first like task that I do of the day. Um, because obviously health and fitness is like my jam. It's what I do. And I help my clients with it and everything, but I have to do it first for myself before I can help anybody else. You know, I have to fill my cup first. So making sure that I work out for me, not for my business, like I have to really make sure that I'm doing it for me and not just because, you know, it's what I do. And so making sure that I'm really intentional with my workout and making sure that my head is in check to like work through whatever it is that I need to before I can go pour into other people. So mornings are like my my thing. Like I have to have a good <laughs> morning when I don't have my morning routine my days are definitely different. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, that's awesome. I love that. And I think you have a really unique thing going with the connections from what are you working through emotionally and mentally to yeah. your workout? I think that's going to be yeah. really helpful and tangible to a lot of people. Yeah. Well, Hey, tell us what do you have going on right now? And then where can everybody find you? And then tell us your podcast again too. Okay. <laughs> so you guys can find me on Instagram. Like that's where I hang out the most. <laughs> that's my habitat. Mm. <laughs> Stories is kind of like where I'm at the most. So come connect with me there. Like I love to, like, I love when you respond and you laugh and like laugh along with my day. Yes. Because it it's just makes me feel like maybe this shit show like has a purpose. Sometimes. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can connect with me on Instagram. And then also, like I said, I do have a podcast that I co-host with one of my really amazing friends. It is called As Real As It Gets. Because it is called that, it speaks for itself. It's very unfiltered. (laughs) So like, listener beware. (laughs) It's as real as it's going to get. But what I have going on is an online health and fitness community called The Body Shop. So my husband is a mechanic and he works on like, you know, auto bodies. So I was like, Hey, you work on car bodies. I work on body bodies. So <laughs> I'm going to call mine the body shop. So it was kind of inspired by my husband. Um, and it's my online health and fitness community. I actually don't take clients in person. It's all done virtually because like I said, community is like the difference for sure. Mm-hmm. So if you ever are needing help with your health and fitness, um, we have a community that you know, I also have resources as far as like workouts that you can stream and supplements and stuff, just depending on what would be the right fit for you. So um, I have applications in my bio and I put them on swipe up quite often in my stories. If you ever want to apply for free, um, applying doesn't commit you to anything. It's just a free assessment to kind of see where you're at. And if 
what I offer would even be the right fit for your goals. So don't be shy. You can come hang out with me on IG or listen to the podcast as well as it gets. And like I said, like, like message me, DM me, respond to my stories. I love to interact with like, I don't want to say, I don't even want to say audience or platform. Cause I feel like I'm like connected to my followers more than that. Yeah. yeah it's I like, don't. they're your friends. Um, so I, I like, yeah, like I appreciate them more than just like, having an audience I don't know I feel like that's such like a weird thing to say yeah. <laughs> I haven't decided how like how I want to how you feel that about that yet, yeah I love yeah. it <laughs> well I know that I love you I think you're amazing I think you're doing such good things and it's so great to know you um I think the first time I met you was this past summer summer 2019 I think yeah. came to a happy hour yes, that we did yeah, to kick was, off the summer yes. and I was like yes. who's this cute little blonde you know because um, <laughs> like when you go to and this is the funny thing about having started a women's community is it's like yeah. dating for friends and oh my god it no, is seriously. so much fun <laughs> and that is and that's how it is and um yeah, I love it yeah, it's just been so fun to know you and I can't wait to see all the amazing things that you do in 2020. Thank you. And like, yeah. I hope you know that vibe is so mutual. Like I've said, oh, like thanks. from the beginning, like I love what you're doing because I legit before I found Alice Girl Gang, I was at a hair appointment and my hair girl is one of my really close friends. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her, I was like, you know what? I just feel like there's such a lack of like female community and I just want to like do something about it. Like I feel like I need to like create a brunch or something like that for girls to come to and connect and then literally like the next day I came across Dallas Gang, and I was like oh my gosh yeah. I've spoken into an existence like oh somebody else has already done it so I was like I have to go I was like legit shaking in my boots the first <sighs> event that I went to because I was like it's it it's is intimidating hard. like I said to be vulnerable like it is and like if you show up you're like what if no one talks to me and then I go home like it's like you said, it's like dating. And like, I haven't dated in almost 10 years. Like, I don't know how to do that. It's like, what do I know? So, <laughs> I was like so terrified. But it's so funny because like, I legit have made really genuine like connections, not only with you, I consider you a friend and like love the yeah. connection that we've been able to make through it. But also like, I like my husband threw me a surprise birthday party last night. And one of the girls that was there is somebody that I met through Dallas Girl Game. Oh, so, how sweet is that? Like, I love that. Like what you are doing is legit. And real and I'm so here for it and I love to be able to support it oh I love that that makes me feel really good and I like that you shared that because yeah. a lot of people really feel like that they feel like it's too scary to show up it's too scary to put yourself out there because let's be honest we've all been through a girlfriend breakup with friends like totally. it's hard <laughs> it's hard to like find more girls that you trust anyway so I'm glad that yeah. you shared that and it's just more yes, testament to you show up and then we will get you the rest of the way. So Yeah, no, seriously. Like even at, like I said, even if you are shaking in your boots, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. wear a cute outfit, wear your power outfit, what makes you feel cute, show up and just be genuine. Like truly just be genuine because that's how you get to connect with people. Because I promise you too, like everybody else in that room is just as equally as terrified oh, yeah. as you, you know. Of course so, they like, are. Yeah. just show up it's so much fun and I love like I love what you're doing like I cannot like rant and rave about it enough anybody who has ears I'm like have you heard of Dallas Girl Gang like, oh, you're so- you can go <laughs> you're like so yeah I refer our- you all the time <laughs> you're like a natural ambassador I love it 
Um, well, I'm so here to support it though. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you for being on the Girl Gang podcast today. And thank you, you guys go follow Cynthia on her stories and um, you'll start <laughs> laughing. And it's just a really, really fun time. But thank you for being on the show, girl. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, of course.